welcome to the GoTo Podcast. Each episode covers the brightest and boldest ideas from the world's leading experts in software development. Tune in for practical lessons, compelling theories, and plenty of inspiration. GoTo gathers the brightest minds in the software community to help developers tackle projects today, plan for tomorrow, and create a better future. Stay up to date with the latest in tech through GoTo's top-rated events held online and in person in cities like Amsterdam, London, Copenhagen, and Chicago, and by subscribing to the GoTo Conference's YouTube channel, where you can find thousands more high-quality dev talks. Learn more at gotopia.tech. Hi, we're here at uh, GoTo Aarhus 2022. Uh, I'm sitting here with uh, Lars Kruse and Malte Vögen, uh, two guys I've known for quite a while. Uh, they both had a talk uh, at the conference yesterday, and that would lead me already to my first question. After you have like maybe made a, made a short introduction of yourself, and the question would be then. Um, after your talk, you gave your talk yesterday, maybe give a brief sum, of, uh, sum up of what it was. And then like also from the feedback that you got uh, of the talk, like have you like any, any thoughts, anything you would like to change or do differently? So Lars, tell us like a few words, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, my talk was uh, took offset in my background, which is delivery, uh, continuous delivery and, and DevOps. And, and today I, I think I'm at a place where I'm, I'm trying to enthusiastically embrace uh, serverless as a concept. And, uh, and I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying to, I try, I try to give a, a kind of a, a situation uh, on where we are today and, and maybe this DevOps and, and uh, agile uh, communities or generations are, are maybe getting old and, uh, and should uh, take their learnings and pass them on to the, to the next generations and, and then um, an insight into uh, what, what would those next generations have in, uh, in, uh, in uh, what would their claim to fame be. And, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's serverless, it's, uh, it's SaaS products, it's, uh, it's delicious software, it's, it's something else. So, so basically trying to yeah, provoke maybe a bit, but say, you know, uh, Agile is over, done, complete. Uh, DevOps is over, done, complete, mission completed, let's move on. Okay, and mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting because mm -hmm. I had a talk about that the mission somehow is not completed. It's <laughs> about that I think we've done a lot agile on a, management, on a team level, mm -hmm. but I think we are missing out on the other levels in an organization. And if we really want to have responsive, agile organizations, I think we need to go further than just think it through on a team level. I think we're missing pieces there. And that was a talk about. And um, I still feel uh, that we kind of might need to connect um, uh, management on a team level with management on an organizational level and understand how the pieces fit together and that probably needs some empathy from both sides. Mm. So that was my talk. Mm. 
And by the way, in my background uh, is that um, I head of a consulting company with 100 people, so we do agile ourselves. For so I know all the hurdles about thinking agile with teams and connecting ideas of different teams. That it comes up with a coherent strategy of all 100 people, and I also understand when we consult clients of the different difficulties and the different industries. Yeah? For mm. example, if you have building cars or if you're building software, sometimes there are similarities between the problems they have and sometimes they're really different. Mm. And that's kind of like my background, building organizations. Mm. Uh, would that be large organizations or is it you know, Actually, in general? Actually, all sizes, I mm. think um, it's really in general. So we have mm. clients who are just 100 people, but we also have the clients which are 100,000 people. Mm. And uh, I think the culture grows more rigid the larger the organization mm. becomes. And uh, it becomes more difficult, mm. of course, to address culture and the way mm. an organization works. Because with mm. 100,000 people, it's kind of like has been established over the last 50 years. Mm. And with 100 people, it has probably has been established in the last 10 years. Mm. Okay, but I, so I, it's more fluid, I think, if it's smaller. Yeah, I, I've been working with large organizations also for, for quite you know two decades. And it's agile-ish, although we, we didn't go specifically into agile. I think we, we called it you know continuous delivery and DevOps. We were more focused on infrastructure and automating that. But, but, but still, we, um, my impression after having worked for almost two decades with, with large organizations is that it's really, really difficult to take some of these values that we recognize as Agile or Lean or DevOps and make them scale into these large-sized organizations. I, f I find that really hard and I'm, I'm at the brink of actually calling it and saying, okay, we tried it for a long time, but scaled Agile doesn't work. What, what is your take on that? I'm sort of thinking if it will work. I'm, I, I totally understand because the larger the organizations get, I think it becomes more as I said, rigid or stable, I think because with 100,000 people you need to agree on things, yeah? mm -hmm. and then it takes more time with 100,000 people to agree on different things. So mm. of course they become more stable, mm. and the benefit is maybe that they have broader recognition in the market, so that's the value they get, yeah? but they're maybe not that adaptable to the mm. market. So I think the larger they get, yeah, the responsiveness becomes harder and harder and harder. So I agree that maybe Agile is not possible for large organizations, mm. but coming from the teams up, maybe mm. just switching it around, coming from the teams, I think we figured that out somehow for the team level. And I think we also have good answers on a level of where we work with several teams. Let's say it's 100, 120 people. I think for those sizes, we already do have good answers that have proven to work. But and maybe kind of like we think incremental coming up from, okay, we have understood how it works for a team. No, I mean, we just, have understood yeah, from I'm thinking, and, mm, I'm thinking. Together. But does that mean that, that we can actually have, we can have a large organization that could be, you know, thousands of people and, uh, and, and we wouldn't have to talk about skilled agile at all because we would just have individually Agile team, so Agile can work mm -hmm. at a team level and we wouldn't even have to address the problem of scaling Agile because each individual team would be Agile by itself. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think that when you put like 10 teams together, mm -hmm. let's just say for now it's 10 teams, Yeah, I think when <coughs> you want that these 10 teams work together on one thing, then need to align somehow. And 
even if we cannot have independent teams where the base is maybe only the brand or maybe only some common foundations they believe in, uh, maybe it's just a cultural thing or maybe it's just knowledge they share, mm. they still share something mm -hmm. and need to work on that shared knowledge, that shared basis, mm. which I think is still connecting them somehow. Mm. Um, but, then, but how would you, you know, but your experience as, as a manager in, in Agile teams in, mm -hmm. in plural uh, do that? Because I, I would see, in, if, if I would compare that to something that I recognize, I would see that in open source communities, people would also work on, on the same project, right? But they would, they would be quite detached in, in, in one way because they, 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 they have the same alignment, they have the same goals, and they're working towards the same you know, market or product or whatever, but, but they're actually not that coordinated, right? Absolutely. They, they, work, they yes. work very individually. Would, would you say that that could work in a proprietary uh, product organization as well? Yes, I think that would work. And I think the ultimate goal would be to strive for ultimate um, independent teams. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's what we should strive for and try to achieve. How, would um, that get buy-in from management in a large you know, German car organization or you know, a huge pension fund or whatever? Could, could you actually get buy-in from that? Don't you think management would, would run off scared and say, well, who's going to control then? I don't think so. Okay. Because I think on the sea level, you know you can't control the stuff. I think mm -hmm. they would readily agree that they can't control anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you look at owners, maybe mid-sized companies, 1,000 people or so, I think where you still have uh, private ownership, I think they're very much into their own companies and they care about that the company really works well. So they're not there managers because they want to earn the money. They probably don't care about that. Mm -hmm. But they really do care about the people and the, and, and the product they have and so on, especially in these mid-sized, uh, privately mm -hmm. owned companies. And I think they would do anything that the companies run as independently as possible because they know they can't control 1,000 people. But is this something that we can apply to all branches of the company or is this specifically uh, related to software? I mean, can, can Absolutely not. I'm can just, well, I was just thinking so of a company where we were approached by the chief executive officer mm -hmm. who is the owner also. Mm -hmm. as 1,000 people. Uh, it's a production company. They build um, switches uh, for cars and machines and whatever. So it's security switches, which switches um, and uh, the power mm -hmm. off, for example, mm -hmm. in a car or an emergency mm -hmm. room if mm -hmm. there's a problem. Um, and they use lean techniques mm -hmm. in the production side. Mm -hmm. So for them, agile at the non-production areas of the company was a very natural thing because they immediately recognized the similarities mm -hmm. and kind of like understanding, oh, Kanban on the production side, and Kanban in the white collar area, mm -hmm. that is kind of like the same thinking. And mm -hmm. even brought the thinking on the production side closer to the thinking at the white collar part of the mm. organization. Mm. And that, Chief executive really thinks that teams should be as independent as possible. That mm -hmm. he kind of like says mm. he works for every day. Mm. I, I like the idea, and I also I I, I sometimes use the the analogy to uh, to agile, which I find it, at a management level uh, is very close to OKR, objectives and key results. Essentially, that we have for many years been measuring people's work with KPIs. 
But as soon as you take those KPIs and says, we're, we're not just measuring you know, at whatever can be measured, we actually have specific objectives, things that management or, or investment uh, themes can actually say, this is what we're hoping to achieve within the next you know, eight months. And th so that's an objective. And then you basically ask the people who are not necessarily software developers and then therefore might not you know, mm -hmm. be familiar with the agile concept, but, but you're, you're giving the, the same kind of uh, um, uh, assignment saying that if this is what we're hoping to achieve within the next uh, 18 months, then what would you do about it? And then the people, you know, the companies, the managers, the mid-level mm -hmm. managers, they get to get, get back and say, okay, if this is what we are hoping to achieve, then we would address it like this. And now it starts looking awful lot like, like, like you know, a backlog in, in an agile context, Absolutely. even though it has nothing to, with, to do with software. Absolutely, and yeah. that's, I think, how they work. And uh, I think that OKR and what we do with backlogs is mm -hmm. pretty kind of like the same idea, maybe mm -hmm. coming from a different angle, but mm -hmm. kind of like I think the same idea. And um, and that company, which I was just talking about, they're really using those techniques. And that I think is a good example. While striving for every team being independent, what mm -hmm. they do regularly mm -hmm. is that for getting these objectives for the company, uh, together, mm -hmm. um, they really get of each part of the company uh, people. So it's kind of like from these 1,000 people, 100 meet, and they together set the objectives they think which are mm -hmm. right, and that gets buy-in because mm -hmm. when they go back in their teams, mm -hmm. the independence of the teams is enabled because they have thought together about mm -hmm. what are our common objectives. Mm -hmm. And when they go back to their teams, they kind of like have all that knowledge of the discussions mm -hmm. between them, bringing back to the team. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm thinking about um, when I think about alignment, um, enabling autonomy, as Henry mm -hmm. Knieberg has said. And I think that is when we talk about management for an agile way, thinking I want to make a team independent. So what environment and what um, framing do I need to enable that autonomy and that independence? Because mm -hmm. independence in an infinity space is not really possible. I have a very nice example because I, we, as a company we go um, sailing and we go sailing, um, you, know, you can put the ship on the sand mm -hmm. um, and then you can go swimming outside. Mm -hmm. And um, no one of the ship uh, was able to uh, jump outside because we were all, very, all frightened that kind of like, where can I swim? And then the um, captain just got some tape out and in the outside in the water, he marked the water that is safe and everyone was jumping out. And I asked him, well, but it's all shallow here. You can swim mm -hmm. everywhere. It's always safe because we're sitting mm -hmm. on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, but I need to set the frame so people uh, are jumping into the water. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like lemmings. No, no lemmings no, would just <laughs> no, jump into the water that's no, not safe, but no, this is kind no. of like, mm. you know, mm. here's a frame, yeah, and I, I think it. the frame does enable you kind of like to focus maybe yeah, a little I, bit. I, yeah. I agree with you, and I, but, but I think uh, today, I mean, as Klaus said, we're here at the conference, right? And we've been talking a lot about Agile. We've both been presenting at the Agile track. And I'm, <laughs> some of the things that I, that I find about this Agile, it's, it's, it's a, 
some of these cultures are kind of uh, they're fighting each other, right? They're 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 fighting over the right to actually you know uh, name the thing, right? And Which cultures do you mean? Agile, for instance, is, yes. I think it's 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 growing and growing and growing. We we yeah. we, we talked about this uh, the, the Danish uh, uh, labor of uh, uh, labor union of of uh, association, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that that they just you know called uh, uh, agile to be uh, the third words. most uh, annoying word in 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 uh, among white collar workers in Denmark, uh-huh. and I think. Agile is is uh, is becoming uh, a, a bloated term, right? I, in the beginning, it started, you know, it was very very specific. We're talking about this. We're trying to solve this very specific problems that organizations have hard time dealing with the creative processes because they're thinking in sequential processes, yada yada. And that was what Agile tried to solve. To then today, twenty years later, we're still talking about Agile, but now it basically contains the entire world. I, I've been p- part of DevOps community for many is and what I've seen in DevOps is that people are starting talking about uh, values they talk about DevOps culture and and suddenly I hear people who maybe not are necessarily you know interested in agile but they are interested in DevOps they just you know kind of swap the tired horse for a new you know fresh pony and now they're riding that and all the all, all the values that we used to put into agile they just basically inherited in in as if this is DevOps but isn't that isn't that agile? And agile was doing quite a bit of the same because it took over a lot of the values that were in lean and started calling them agile. So mm-hmm. it's it's a cultural war. People are just taking over each other's work, and, and <laughs> instead of standing on the shoulders on it of it, they just basically claim that we created this. And 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 this is also but why I think that agile maybe originally it was in the context of for software development. Are we stretching yeah, it too well, far? It was. No, it wasn't. It of was. course, I mean, the 17 signatories of the Agile Manifesto are all software developers. Yeah, but we before that we had uh, this uh, lean product development and sure. we had yeah, this new, new product development lean. game. But no, but, that, but that's my point exactly, Melter. Because before that we had we had but, but, lean. But but isn't Agile just lean for white collar work? No. No, no, so, no, but, but, so what's the no, 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 I'm, I'm actually, I'm giving to you. I'm saying yes, maybe. I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking the question because if we have to stay with the semantics and and the mm-hmm. historical origin of what, what we're talking about, agile was originally something that worked in context of software. It, I'm not. I'm. Hey, I'm not. What in hey, software? That's true. I, I'm not saying that it cannot be expanded to have any other meaning as well. It can potentially. I'm just, I'm just asking the question, and it, it's an open question. It, can we just continuously expand agile to mean everything? And I, I'm asking because of this white collar worker survey that basically called agile to be the third most annoying word in Danish workplaces among white collar workers. It gives me some kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just worried. Maybe, maybe it's a bloated term. Well, it certainly is a bloated term because I think any term that kind of like grows, where mm-hmm. we had kind of like lean too much, maybe, yeah, then it was probably the word of that time. I, I think you're totally, right. Totally, and it still was very good ideas, and they weren't limited to production, as we from Agile World can tell. So I think Agile works, and it doesn't come from software. So Agile, I think, is a way of working and. It was very good for software industry thing because it solved problems we had in software industry, but I think they have the same problems when they build a car. Mm. It's not different from the problems we have in the software world. Um, 
Uh, but so, I, so, I agree so I with you. So I think for them, useful too, and just because the use of word, because it, I, I, th I just personally find that these words are important. Maybe just trying to, you know, see. I mean, what's what, so that that we don't start, you know, falling over each other's feet. Uh, basically, calling things that 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 are outside their, you know, original uh, meaning because. Then anything can you know start Absolutely. meaning anything, yeah, and, 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 and this is what, how we use the language when we say something. It, it, it can kind of you know encapsulate abstractions or things. I know exactly what you're saying when you say agile. I'm thinking back to extreme programming and iterative mm -hmm. and incremental. I'm thinking back to this ski resort in Utah in 2001, where 17 celebrity software developers you know called it. We invented agile. That was the original context for agile. Now it means anything, right? It, you could even say that OKR. We just we just agreed OKR is agile-ish, right? But then everything is contained within agile. I, yeah, agile. Be very I don't like next, that. Uh, I don't like that. That would be I wouldn't like that either. But that's a very good next talk to to kind of like define what agile really is. I would think what is agile to you guys? If you had to define <laughs> agile, what, what is it? Well, to me, it was it was a very very important movement that started back then in uh, in in late nineties, where 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 people started seeing that uh, software is indeed a creative process. Uh, uh, it's it's there is a huge amount of complexity no, uh, in software uh, and. And, and a lot of people saw that it's hard for large-sized organizations to deal with it, that creative process and being productive. And then a handful of people actually came up with, uh, with, uh, with some pretty good suggestions to how do we address that specific problem? How do we, how do we, uh, how do we uh, uh, make room for creative processes in software in large-sized organizations? That was a, was a handful of technique and it was a very important critique of the sequential waterfall-like processes in large organizations. And to me, that's what Agile is. It's good for that. Okay, so we were just on a 30-floor elevator ride, and that's mm. what you told me, and I didn't mm. know anything about Agile. I would step out of the elevator and still don't know anything about it. So you get another chance. <laughs> At what? What is Agile? Agile? I don't know anything about it, and I'm stepping into an elevator with you. It's like, ah, oh, I've seen you. You're the Agile expert, right? So I, okay, and so we're riding to let's say the tenth floor. Okay, perfect. So I would say agile is a handful of techniques that can be used to uh, to fit uh, the the creative process that software development is into large size uh, corporations who inherently think in sequential processes. So it's a way that we can that we can make room for these creative software development processes in large organizations. Okay. Walter? It's interesting. My definition is that it's responsiveness of an organization or a team in a complex world where you have surprises either technically wise or market wise and you're able to respond to that in a resilient way. Mm -hmm. so I'll, and I'll we have that. a lot of techniques to do mm. that mm. and I think that resilience and responsiveness mm. applies to software where mm. it was really needed mm. and now I think hardware for example can really learn from that. Mm. But I... I, I I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like what you're saying. It's just that in my world, this is agile inheriting a lot of the 
principles that comes out of lean, where we're trying mm-hmm. basically to have we have uh, we have a problem with with the market fit. I mean, lean was invented by Toyota because they had a hard time struggling with the, the American car industry. They no, needed to be far more adaptive. Right, reading the market, you know, switching uh, and 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 heating the coal from the market uh, in a swift and agile way, and and uh, so th- this was actually about putting products to 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 the market. But is and, lean but really that? Isn't lean much more about like like improving processes and and efficiency? Well, I think uh, well, lean is actually I think. Uh, uh, about being swift uh, in, uh, in in shifting directions and actually uh, 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 reading the customer's voice and and uh, heeding the call uh, from the customer's voice. I think that that was essentially what they tried to do in Toyota at the time, saying that uh, let's let's try to uh, let's let's try to adapt what we're doing to what people actually want to buy instead of what we think they want to buy and in that process they needed to to basically become very uh, swift at what they were doing because car manufacturing is a is a is a rigid process and 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 a lot of the things that they do actually then came to be about how do we optimize our internal processes so that we can easily switch direction to heat the market because I'm not sure that Toyota sees it the same way themselves. They have this single uh, minute exchange of die, which is one of their, you know, core uh, uh, stories in, in lean. And I think it describes it really, really well. That if you want to adapt to a market, then you have a process inside your your factory that takes like weeks to change a die, so that you can stop doing Toyota Corollas and start doing Toyota Camrys, mm-hmm. and that's going to take you seven days to make that exchange. But yeah, if you can do that in yeah. was just one hour, then you can make four Corollas, 18 Camrys, and then, so basically what you can do is by optimizing your internal flow, making all the, 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 the waste in your process go away, then you can adapt to market easily. And I, I agree, and I think there are high similarities. I would add, I think, Agile thought more about also that it would be a waste if you don't hit the market. So it's kind of like, well, lean kind of like starts with we need to deliver value to the customer, so it's same as an agile. Um, I would say agile is more a little bit more looking at um, constantly checking are we still uh, having a market fit mm-hmm. more often. But I think the main difference really is that with agile we started to um, rethinking the lean techniques and approaching them to development. And that was that we really didn't Agreed. think at the beginning, right? right. I, I remember a company where they were, again, a factory, uh, uh, one big hall, and the factory site was perfect lean, even you could eat from the floors, so perfect lean. And then next to the factory site, in the same big building, they had the development teams who developed the factory lines. Mm. Yeah? And you went through the door in the same building and lean stopped at the door. You went through that mm. and you looked at the gunshot and you were saying, where is the command? Where is the, they called it a stand-up meeting in the, in the factory. So where is your stand-up meeting? Which they're doing in the other room? And mm. nothing, all gone. And I think that change was agile, that all the thinking that what we know mm. had for white-collar work, I think, really to be reinvented. Mm. And mm. that reinvention of lean for the white-collar mm. and especially for development mm. work I think that is was mm. where Lee Agile was born. But yeah. I also yeah. think like Toyota doesn't see themselves necessarily as good product developers. Yes, they came out with the Prius at the right time, but for instance, like electrical cars, I don't think they've been really responsive and being able to mm-hmm. to react uh, quickly. 
Um, and I know they have hired in consultancies mm. in the U.S. to help them, mm. like improve, become mm. agile in product mm. development. Mm. Meanwhile, being mm. world experts mm. on, on mm. lean. lean. So mm. I, I don't think agile is just a new term for lean. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. But I think that uh, to some extent. Uh, uh, just putting Agile uh, in the context of, uh, of optimizing teams related to software development and then all those things that we need to do to optimize organizations, uh, call it what it is. It's, it's lean. It's not Agile. Agile is about software development. So, so, so this is... Um, you maybe, make a reserved word for software. No, no, no. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it back in, into its original context. So I'm just basically skipping that. Lean inspires Agile and then Agile becomes the entire world and DevOps is then... Hang on, hang on for a second. So, uh, so, so maybe we could just skip the whole, you know, take lean and make it inspire agile, and then explode agile to mean the entire world. Because a lot of the things that we are trying to do today, when we are trying to optimize these large-sized organizations, is exactly lean. So you don't need to call it agile because it's just plain lean. You don't need to go, uh, you know, the, the uh, over the bridge to fetch water. You can just call it lean. Yeah, but just to do the loop back, I remember probably about five or eight years ago, I was in Denmark and talking to my sister-in-law and she said like, she's a psychologist and she was like, oh, everything, they're trying to make everything lean. I think if you did that survey that Jeff did, uh, I, I eight know. years ago, lean would have been in the top uh, yeah, three. I'm glad, yeah, that, I'm glad that you're bringing up the part topic because I, I, I think that you're absolutely right. So and so it, so I think there's a kind of a tendency that we're just going to wear out these terms, right? Because mm -hmm. lean mm -hmm. was a wore out term yes. and it was bloated and we had yeah. to come up with something but else. Then, and then we call it agile, let's, which let's is now bloated and we of, have to let's talk a little bit about out, that. How, right? Why does that happen? Like I've. I've, uh, Agile, for instance, I see is being uh, attached to everything today. Like there's yeah. Agile HR, there's yeah. Agile, exactly. Agile my procurement, point, there's point, Agile exactly. uh, yeah. project management. Yeah. I don't know, that's an oxymoron in my world. Yeah. So let's talk more about that. Okay. Let's take that question. It's, so, so we agree that Lean at some point was not just worn off and became boring, but it actually annoyed people. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen the same with Agile as yeah. we refer to this GIF. Uh, yeah, um, good point. Um, yeah, I agree. Survey where, where people voted it as, as the third most annoying wor uh, word in, in, in job relation. Um, but more generally, why? Like that seems to be a pattern. Like, yeah, yeah. why does Agreed. that happen? Perfect. Good question. Actually, uh, well, now I need a good answer. I think uh, I think it's because uh, obviously it's like uh, it's like uh, it attracts a lot of people, right? And people find this interesting, and and more and more people saying this is in interesting, and they genuinely become inspired by it. Say, I'm inspired by Agile. I, I want to be part of that. And you can shut them out and say, No, you can't be part of this. You're you're not software developer. You're not allowed in. So obviously, be, I mean, this this is an open party, right? So yeah, come join the Agile party, and and suddenly you have so many. So people. Agile is the turd, and there's yeah, lots of flies. Exactly, yeah, I wouldn't say that. But it, of flame. No, I, no, I would more like say like it's it's it, it's a it's a small cozy festival, and because it's popular, I mean, it get a lot, little, lot of spread, and then ten years later, it's a huge festival, and it's not cozy anymore, right? So <laughs> it's kind of it, so it's not a turret, right? But it's uh, so we we can we can have you know 
um, um, different analogies about it. it. It's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. But but I'm just saying that if we're using that analogy that it's a small cozy festival that just grows so big that it's not small and cozy anymore, it's still good for a lot of people. They still love it. But those people who want small cozy festivals, they will have to. Uh, abandon that festival and go somewhere else to find another small uh, cozy festival. And I think actually that's what's happening. That, that's why, you know, Lean can still be a big thing and Azure can still be a big thing, but you also need to find the next cozy thing. But so I think why the term, term gets worn out is because when you have a term that you learn is good to to, to say, yeah, everyone starts saying it. Yeah, yeah? It's Even as a totally chaotic project, mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. then it's going to be labeled as Agile. Agile, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, so it's just a good word. So you put a good word in front of it and then it starts to be misused. And I think any word that becomes popular becomes misused. Yeah, but, but, I, think, but I, I think this is... Uh, so we should be proud. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we should because we came up, I mean, as a community, Agile, uh, uh, the whole generation of, of Agile, and, and even, even I take the DevOps into that account as well, we, we managed to do something that was good and, and, and the world became better. But, but, but also, this is, this is what, I'm, what, what I was trying to address in, in, in my speak. There's a, the next generation, they're, they're not going to be jaw-dropping, impressed by Agile, right? The, the Zoomers that come out now, they, they don't even know who uh, who these you know agile celebrities are or or the, or they hate it right they hate it so much that it's the third most most annoying word in, uh, in in the workplace so they will come up with something else and I think that we should we should basically see that that is happening and as an agile DevOps generation we should see what is it that we have that we can not impose on them. Uh, as something that they must do, but give them a good advice. We would, uh, we would, we have created this, and we would hope that you will take this and stand on the shoulders of this, and then we will look, you know, interesting uh, towards you and see what will you use it for, what will, what will your claim to fame be. But, but I think the era of agile and DevOps is over. The next generation needs to take over. Software has eaten it. I think the next generation mm. has to take over mm. <laughs> because that's how the world is running. But I also think that social systems change much slower than we change the terms for it. Mm -hmm. So even when we called Lean a day, it wasn't over. And when we call Agile a day, it won't be over because we've learned a lot that maybe has become matter of course, but it's still good. Yeah. Maybe so just call it differently. We call apologies it apologies for the noise in the background. We are sitting here in the middle of a of a construction site more or less. There's a window between us, but we can still hear it. So, yeah. Mm. Sorry, didn't want to interrupt you there. But mm. so Maybe. if if agile, if lean and agile is over, it actually helps me because I was kind of annoyed when DevOps and everybody was talking about DevOps. Yeah. And like, yeah. Is that a so thing? whenever I ask somebody like define DevOps to me, what is it? It's like, but that's agile. I mean, yeah. it's just. So, so okay, and, and apparently I missed the DevOps train to, I should have called myself DevOps coach probably for a while now. Uh, I missed that train. What's the next one? Because I'm probably not going to call myself uh, Agile coach uh, for the next 15 years. Because it's dead. I think, it's, uh, 
Dave Thomas also said like mm. Agile is dead many years ago mm. already. But I, I think uh, I think the uh, <laughs> I mean the, I think that the the problems or the challenges that we see now in the challenges is also one of the most inflated loaded words among uh, white collar workers. But I think one of the things that these next generation will look at is uh, is is is. They will get a lot of freedom to utilize all the things that we can now do in software. So they will actually be able to put their eyes on the ball, actually do uh, participatory design, involve the users, make software delicious, and and uh, and and uh, and spend much more time than we did. We, we said that we wanted to have the user input, but we were we were head buried down in Kubernetes clusters and and uh, and optimizing organizations. They will actually have the time and the means and 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 the tools. To actually go out there and and use serverless stacks and and um, and 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 basically build software out of you know no code and low code technologies that will enable them to keep the eye on the ball. Software is supposed to make end users happy, and they can address the end user problem. They don't have to write Kubernetes clusters, setups, or whatever. It's 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 gone. It's over. You can just buy that from Google. You don't have to do it yourself. Yes, so I, I have a long list of questions I could have asked you guys, <laughs> still, right? But I'm, I think we're getting to an end mm. of this interview. Mm. So thanks very much for your time. Thank you for hosting it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And thank you, Alton. Yeah, thank you for pleasure. having the discussions. Yeah. And uh, if you yeah. want to watch 10 more hours of this, yeah. come visit us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GoTo Podcast. Head over to gotopia.tech to discover lots more content from the brightest minds in software development. <laughs>